Good morning. Today is Thursday, October 8th, 2020. The prayers every day in the sukkah, when we say the hoshanos, we take lulav and esrog, and we walk around the entire, well, now it's the entire tent, um, reciting a paragraph of these prayers, the Hoshanos. And we walk around one time every day, <coughs> carrying Lulav and Esrog. Tomorrow is Friday, Hoshana Rabbah, the great Hoshana. Instead of walking around one time, we walk around seven times. We walk around Lulav and Esrog seven times, circling the Bima, where the Torah is located. The idea of having something in the center and then walking around it or dancing around it or even just standing around it in a circle, that is a concept that I'm going to discuss a little bit later this morning, but at greater length I'm going to discuss that tonight at 7 p.m. It has very deep significance from a Jewish point of view. A number of our commentators point out that this dramatic reenactment of walking around seven times, walking around one time for each of seven days, and then on the seventh day walking around seven times, that is clearly reminiscent of a historical event that is the conquest by the Jewish people of the city of Jericho, of Jericho. When Joshua led the Jewish people into the land of Israel, they had to conquer each city. When they came to the city of Jericho, of Jericho, the city was fortified with a strong wall around it. And God commanded them that the way that they would be successful in conquering this city is that each day they would walk around the city one time. And on the seventh day, they would walk around seven times. And after that, they were successful in conquering the city. Now, notwithstanding the fact that the reenactment seems to be accurate, it seems to be that we're doing the same thing, but it does not seem to be appropriate. I mean, <laughs> that was walking around seven times to triumph over an adversary, to be able to conquer a city. Here, we only have the Torah in the middle. It's not like, God forbid, we're fighting against God. There's some kind of a war and we're battling and we're trying to triumph over God. For, God forbid, it, the, 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 the parallelism seems not to work. So a number of commentators have pointed out that the key to understanding this, and it is a very, very important understanding, the key to understanding this is one phrase in the book of Joshua. The Torah tells us that the Jewish people walked around one time every day, the walls of Jericho, and on the seventh day they walked around seven times, and then what happened? The Torah says, the Navi says, the effect of that was Vatipal Hachoma Tachteha. The wall, which was protecting the city, 
of this, the wall sunk into the ground. Says Rashi, Nivlu, the wall was swallowed up into the ground. The wall disappeared. It's very strange. You would think that if you want to conquer a city that is guarded by a very heavy wall, you want to pierce the wall. You want to knock the wall down. You want to push the bricks aside. You want to make the stones separate from each other and, and leave them in rubble so that you can overcome the city. But very specifically, what the Nabi tells us is the effect of this walking around seven times was not that the walls fell down, not that the walls were destroyed or breached, but rather, the walls sunk into the ground. Again, Rashi, Nivlu, they disappeared, they were swallowed up. It's as if the walls did not exist anymore. This drama was intended to make barriers disappear. Now, within a military context, you can readily understand the benefit and the advantage to the barrier disappearing. Of course, in a military point of view, it doesn't really matter whether the barrier disappears or falls down or has a breach, as long as you can get through. But in an existential level, and certainly on the level that we take this with us into other areas of Jewish life, it is highly significant that what this walking around seven times does is it removes the barrier between ourselves and what is inside. What is inside? The Torah representing God. That's what we are surrounding. And the truth is that there are many barriers between ourselves and God. There are barriers of differences between ourselves and God. We are human beings. God is unknowable. It's an almost unbridgeable barrier between ourselves and God, simply the difference in our essence. But not only that, we often project barriers between ourselves and God. We say to ourselves, we don't see that he loves us. We say to ourselves, we don't see that he is fair to us. And of course, there are things that happen in our lives that very strongly reinforce those feelings that we don't see that God is being fair to us. So there are these barriers between ourselves and God. We also have our own internal barriers between ourselves and God. We may feel guilty about how we have acted, and it precludes us from feeling comfortable approaching God. Or we may feel rebellious. We may feel angry. We may feel we don't want to come close to God because of something that has happened to us, because of something that has happened to the world. Mirroring the event at Jericho, 
is an attempt to make those barriers disappear. Not fall down, not broached, not to be breached, but to not exist. To allow us to have that direct connection to God represented by the Torah in the middle of the circle. This understanding of what happened at Yericho and the way that we make use of it in coming on Sukkos and walking around seven times, this is a crucial understanding in a completely different context and even more implausible place that we find the same drama being acted out, and that is a bride under the chuppah at a Jewish wedding. Why is it that it is the practice, at least among Ashkenazim, for the kala, the bride, to circle the groom seven times? So there are a lot of different reasons that are given, but the obvious historical precedent is this encounter with Yericho of walking around seven times. <laughs> is she trying to conquer him? Is she trying to triumph over him? The truth is, it's exactly this concept. What that acting out, reenactment, is metaphorically trying to show is to simply remove the barriers between one person and another. The truth is, in a certain sense, every single person is a porcupine. We all have aspects of our character or our behavior that push people away. Some more, some less. There are barriers between people. We don't always show what we're feeling. We don't always say what is on our minds. We don't always reveal ourselves. That's one of the pitfalls of marriage. Some marriages can live with that. Others have a greater difficulty with it. The Kala, the bride, is attempting to recreate what the Jewish people did at Yericho, at Jericho, to model for all of us to make these barriers disappear. That a marriage relationship, unlike any other, needs that openness, needs to remove that bar those barriers. And so that's the model of not just falling down, not conquering, but simply removing barriers, making them invisible. And that is precisely what we hope to achieve on Hoshana Rabbah. Hoshana Rabbah is followed by the holiday of Shmini Atzeres. Shmini Atzeres, and I'll be discussing this again further this evening, is the only holiday that is specifically and exclusively about the closeness of our relationship with God. The way to reach that holiday 
is through Hoshana Rabbah, is through circling seven times to remove those barriers, so that finally by Shmini Atzeres, by Simchas Torah, we are standing in a circle around the Torah. Maybe we're dancing, not this year. Maybe we're walking, not sure about that either, but at least we're standing. And we're standing with a focal point. The Torah is in the middle. Nothing in between. There are no objects, there are no rituals, nothing except our connection to the Torah that's in between because we have removed the barriers between ourselves and God, between ourselves and the Torah. And that is accomplished through this reenacting the historical episode at Yericho of walking around seven times. So that's what we accomplished on Hashanah Rabbah. It leads us to Shmini Yatzeres and Simchas Torah. And I hope to elaborate on that again this evening. My friends, I want to wish you a great day. I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person. I want to take everyone off mute just to be able to say hello to everyone. And again, I just want to repeat the uh, announcement I said at the beginning. So again, I will be sending out new links for this session, for the Thursday night session, for all sessions. Hopefully this will take care of the problem of the new Zoom settings. And uh, please make sure you're using the new link that I send out today. Hopefully that will now remain, hopefully. And also, um, we do have a special Zoom session tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. That will be live, live from the sanctuary, Rabbi Alex and I, musical Hallel. You can join in. If you have a Lulav and Esrog, please have it. We're going to Davin Hallel together. And then we will have Yizgar. Yizgar is traditionally recited this coming Shabbos morning at Minyan. But if you're not going to be at Minyan, you can say it together with us. We're going to do that on Zoom tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Wish everyone a good day. Please stay safe. Be careful. I hope you're doing okay. Not all of us are doing okay. Unfortunately, there was some very negative news in our community, tragically. Uh, very, very tragically. Uh, I'm sorry to announce Maxine Rosenblatt passed away. Maxine, a blessed memory. I will have more to say about her, but just a wonderful, loving, uh, involved person, um, really the uh, anchor of her family, and it is something that uh, saddens our community terribly, um, and certainly we will have more to say about that uh, going forward, but uh, her memory should be a blessing for her family, her friends, and for her entire community that she loved so deeply. I wish you all well. Stay Thank safe. You, be careful. Look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you, Rabbi. You're very welcome. Bye. Take care, Steve. Thanks for joining.